One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to dun, 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 the 50th 5-0. Hello, we have made it the 50th episode of the First Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, can you believe that we made it to 50 episodes? How cool is this? Um, and how fitting that we had a stunning guest in with us this week, uh, Nico Reynolds, also known as the creator, the curator, the mastermind behind Little Porties, and also the fantastic chef on the season, current season of Lodging with Lucy, aka Living with Lucy, that's on Virgin Media at the moment. He came in to talk all about foods, his life, his journey, and more food again, which was really, really good because um, I like food. Um, uh, so we had a really great chat just talking about everything and um, just so interesting. And like always, the podcast goes from one thing to the next thing and then back again. The, the beauty of uh, the First Exchange podcast. Um, but before I let you go, enjoy the 50th episode of the first exchange can i just say as always as i say to you every single week thank you so much to everyone for all your support so we have got some very exciting news this week we have partnered up with the wonderful dubliner whiskey for the next couple of weeks you are going to be able to get your hands on some wonderful whiskey at a 10 percent discount yes you heard me right 10 percent discount off Dubliner Whiskey for all of our wonderful listeners. All you have to do is type in the promo code Lydia, hello, L-Y-D-I-A, my name, and you will get yourself 10% off Dubliner Whiskey. To avail of the 10% offer, head over to www.thedld.com. Not only have they decided to give us 10% off, but they've also given us a couple of bottles to give away. So for the next couple of weeks on our social media, you could be in with the lucky chance of getting your hands on your own bottle of Dubliner whiskey, free of charge. All you got to do is enter the competition. So make sure you stay tuned and keep an eye on all our socials over the next couple of weeks. And that lucky winner could be you. And with all that, I will now let you go and enjoy the 50th episode of the First Exchange podcast with Nico Randalls. Welcome. Thank you so much. Episode 50. Yeah. Special the, one. The half century. Half a century. Listen. Is that the Jubilee or the Diamond Jubilee or where are we in hmm. terms of Jubilee? Is it? Jubilee? <laughs> <laughs> my, my trusty uh, Googler over here is going to find <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, if you knew kind of where we've come from, when I when I done the first one, it was sort of like Shane was like, I think you would be really good at doing a podcast. You should come and do a podcast with me. And I was like, okay. And uh, we'd fun. The first one was great, but... I didn't know we get to fit. Was, was it in here? Yeah, yeah. Sick. And yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. did it start off on? Because this is pretty impressive. <clears throat> like, I could, I could live in here happily. The, yeah, the, oh, I've said it many times. <laughs> I was like, can I just move? I was like, is there a share here? I could just move in. But uh, it is, it's this room, but all the little bits that you've kind of 
been collecting items yeah. like the, the paintings it's, it's and so well organized little tea section yeah tea <laughs> there's some coffee gold refrains up there you yes know? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got books we've also got a little framed uh the first exchange and uh, Dubliner whiskey has its uh, own shelf up there as well oh absolutely what a fantastic uh <laughs> that brings us into our next segment <laughs> you've done this before nico we are this is the this is actually so special because it's our first episode that is sponsored oh, by Dubliner whiskey so we're very excited now that brands like Dubliner Whiskey would like to get involved with us. So we have a little taste test here. Yes. So we're going to have a little taste. I haven't tasted it yet. Shall my we? first time, yes. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Honeycomby. Oh, that's delicious. I could uh, I could see myself with a, a glass of crushed ice, a little bit of mint, yeah. a little bit of ginger ale. Sitting Please, down. by all means, Nico, continue. S- sit, sitting down on the side of a beach somewhere as the shore laps in. That'd be nice. Uh, this is actually delicious. It's the Dubliner whiskey and it's uh, the whiskey and honeycomb. I should have known that with the honeycomb blend. That is actually really, really good, isn't it? Yeah, I, I could dance around to that. Hmm, delicious. So anyway, we better get started before I drink too much of that whiskey and yeah, I forget I mean, why I'm, I'm here. I'm just looking at the bottle there. There's a, a fair chunk taken out of it already. <laughs> that's yours. That's yours. But listen, thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you for the invitation. I know that you're obviously very busy. In in the well, you, you seem to be judging by your Instagram. You're like cooking every day. Yeah, I mean that's just me every day. I'm just kind of. I've always just used it as a little. Um, I don't want to use the word escape from reality, but it's always it's always the thing that has just slowed me down. Okay. It's the only thing I've ever really taken my time with that has been uh, of any great consequence to my life, you know? Right. I'm finally fortunate enough in a position to say uh, I'm doing what I like and I like what I do. Well, how long has this been going on? I mean, is cooking what? something that you've always been into? Give me, give give our listeners a background. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I was cooking from a young age and I'm just kind of fiddling around in the kitchen. I grew up in... Um, Mother's side of my family are Jamaican. Amazing. My dad's side are from uh, Strokestown and Roscommon, but that doesn't kind of have the same ring to it. Doesn't really. I not, mean, definitely not as sexy. Yeah, not as sexy, not as much flair, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll try and make it sexy. Um, yeah, so I kind of grew up with those two influences on me um, in the household. Um, mm. I got learned that kind of style of cooking from my grandmother. I was always kind of either really? looking up at her or looking, look, looking over her shoulder yeah. and... I didn't actually ever remember helping out too much. I just, uh, more of just being by osmosis kind of thing. And then uh, I was like looking at her base flavors and what she used and where she went with them. And um, and then when I started living away, I started uh, translating that flavor so people could kind of understand it. Because whenever I introduced that food, people are like, ah, it's too spicy. And you're like, Okay, wait. Let's just stop here. What What do you think spicy is? Mm. I think a lot of people, certainly in this nation, have this preconceived notion of spice is supposed to attack you. It's supposed to be this thing you're supposed to conquer. <laughs> that you know, the, the hardest person in the, in the house is the guy that eats the raw chili, and you're saying, yeah. just like, what? Are you eating raw? And you know, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. Um. So I've always tried to I went through a bit of an obsession with it of trying to make people understand the the complexity of what a, a spice is make spiced food rather than spicy. Yeah. So I was fiddling around with that from a young age and then I never ever really saw it as getting into a career. Yeah. Or not even a career, just earning money off it. And um, moved down to uh, Argentina when I was 22. 
Wow, that's very young. Yeah, I was close to going to Australia. Really? <laughs> that's a big, uh, it's a big jump, Argentina. Were you just looking at the A's on the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got, down the, got down the phone book and like... Hey. You're like, Agent, Argentina, uh, Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can- cancel it. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got Andorra. Go here. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, go back to tell, uh, this idea of your grandmother being in the kitchen and cooking is like fascinates me because mm. I think it sort of resonates with my, me and my own grandmother mm. and like... You know, straight away when I think about my grandmother, I think about um, bread and butter pudding, which was like her staple. And she's always making them. We never knew how she got it to taste so tasty. And so just. So here's the thing. I think with that is like, uh, you know, you walk into a lot of people might have a similar story to myself Mm -hmm. and yourself. And there's that one of the greatest tastes out there is that taste of nostalgia. It's 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 the almost the exact same thing you've been tasting for, you know, your entire life and it's almost hasn't very varied too much because they've been doing the same things to yeah. it and then i know when i go into my grandmother's house i uh it, it's it's always it's, she's still with us but it's like it's always the same level that i go in i walk up the garden i smell the rosemary i open the door because uh, she lives in one of those houses where there's always people passing through it mm. and there's always a pot on the stove there's always yes. there's always something simmering there's always something bubbling there's always something roasting mm-hmm. whether it be the jerk pork or whether it be the 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 escabeche fish there's always some sort of fragrance or aroma just passing through and uh, i suppose because they mother side of my family lived uh, they they're in london but you know, I get to see them maybe three or four times a year. But my mother died when I was younger. So oh, wow. there was a, 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 a bit of a disconnect to mm. that heritage. Because, um, you know, I'm very aware of, uh, you know, the a double heritage family living in Ireland. is mm-hmm. not too many Jamaicans around. There's not too many yeah. of Caribbean uh, descent around. So I started, when I moved back home, I said to myself, what could I start tomorrow that nobody's really doing that I know how to do? And. Currently, what I'm doing was the uh, is the uh, fruition of that. Amazing, and uh, the little party. I definitely want to talk about it, but I, <laughs> I'm not letting you get past this grandmother thing because I'm so. I, I the, and the reason I'm 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 so interested in it is because um, I don't know how you feel about life purpose or mm. you know why we're here, but mm. I have a real big fascination on it, and I love knowing or finding out when someone sits on the chair, you know, you're here for a reason. I've asked you to come on because I've recognized what you're doing is like really great work. And I appreciate that. You seem so passionate and just so, you know, you're, you're just spreading a really good vibe and message. So I was like, I have to get him in to talk oh, about cool. it. <laughs> but do you believe in life purpose? Do you feel that yeah, you're following abso- abso- something abso- now abso- that you're meant to do? Absolutely. F- wholeheartedly. Um, but there's a, there's an interesting dichotomy with that kind of train of thought process. It's, you could spend your whole life almost avoiding it and then mm-hmm. something comes along you're like oh my god yeah this is exactly why i'm supposed to be here now you, whether you give purpose to that um mm-hmm. to that endeavor or that endeavor gives purpose to you is it's it's the same outcome really isn't it it's yeah you're meant to be a part of it um through good fortune and hard work um you know, that purpose kind of comes clearer and clearer because you can get lost in the the, the, the plethora of opportunities and yes. that, that come across your plate. And Did you do anything else? Was there anything before food? Like, did you try your hand on anything where you kind of went, this is not for me? Well, like, originally when I went down to Argentina, I was just a 22-year-old with nothing going on in my yeah. life. Um, Ireland had just come out of the recession. 
this was so this was like 2011 2012 so you know there was the brain drain again everybody everybody was going to australia everybody was going to uh, uh the us london pick choose your pick <clears throat> so for me with that i kind of had this thing in my mind it was like if i do a year visa and then you know years it's a long time but it's not a, lot, a long time to you know figure something out yeah. you you, you want to go through a process you want to you know you want to settle and you want to uh, make yourself comfortable and then in that comfortable there's that kind of do I get too comfortable I get too complacent so yeah, I mean it's life you get you get through but when you're moving to a different place you kind of you want to go through a process with it um, so yeah I, I I don't think it was until I came back that um, I started seeing all right this is I started coming to terms with the with yeah. what we're talking about um, that it was more uh, yeah this is for the first time in my life I feel like everything's kind of fit it's like mm-hmm. something I really like doing in a place where nobody's really doing it and you know I have the, all the opportunities to, mm-hmm. to, to start it tomorrow and uh, it's funny when those kind of things come across you're like you don't really know you're in that moment yeah. until like, you're like three or four months down the line you're like oh my god this is I'm in it this is, ex- this is exactly what I want to be doing mm-hmm. um so yeah, you just got to be grateful for those such a well because you're in a very lucky position because I mean how many people are in the world that have do not you know haven't found what they're passionate about? Yeah, because um, I, I, I think we're in a tricky time that it's. Uh, I mean, there's 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 pa- there's passion and then there's a I know the innate human condition of just expressing yourself, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where passion ultimately comes from is just Mm -hmm. being able to express yourself whether it be through food art maybe you're deadly at doing accounts there's there's you know what i mean it's it's yeah there's there's no wrong answers it's like i like doing this Mm. i i uh i want to put everything into it and you know see where it's like there's there's winging it and seeing where it happens i'm definitely Mm -hmm. just kind of one of those see what happens kind of just put my heart and soul into something to see what happens so when we look at you know your journey within food um what is the like where is the joy in it for you you know is it feeding people is it seeing their reactions i love feeding people (laughs) love it like i i i i I had a girlfriend once. She put on so much weight. I was just about to say. I imagine I, I'm a bit of a, a feeder. A yes, feeder, you are. Like, feeder is such a weighted word. Like I, it's so so weighty. No, I, I mean I like I'd like seeing her happy. Um, <laughs> all the sauces, yes. All the sauces. You deserve all the sauces. <laughs> um, no, yeah. It's 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 that it's that part of the. Um, I suppose the. There's a primalness to that that gathering, you know. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of looked at food that it's the, you know, there's very there's a few things that separate us from our ancestors now. There's mm. a lot of things that bring us together, and every single culture in the world is an expression of the the, the same whisper or echo. It's yeah. your, you know, the the the, the heart or your. You know, there's a pot on the stove somewhere in every country. You're yeah. walking back to it, and you can you can still smell it. I mean, the conversation we just had there about grandmothers is. Mm. I mean, that's a refrain around the world that is, it's, it's going to continue until, you know, the end of our civilization. But it is. And it's like, you know, it's, it, 
for me, I, I'm just a, a, an enjoyer of food. Okay. You know, I just enjoy eating. And But it's that thing of like when you do travel and you do go on holidays or you go for a meal. And it doesn't have to be this big fancy meal. It could be just something off a street stall. Oh, dude, yeah. And you just get that like... It, and then you think back and it just reminds you of a time and a place. And you're like, oh, remember we got those gorgeous, right. like, whatever. It's like, what were those things? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I haven't what seen that since. was that? And, you know, like, and you can just almost, like, it is the nostalgia. And you can feel the heat of, like, a hot evening. And oh. just all just all those different things I'm that go there, with I'm food. I'm there with you. Right? You know <laughs> I'm what there I mean? with you. Because like, people ask, what's my favorite restaurant in the world? And uh, Do you get asked that a lot? Yeah, and I know exactly what it is. It was this, I, I moved to this neighborhood in... Buenos Aires is like um, it was a Peruvian neighborhood but um, I remember getting the bus I started a new bu- this new job and I was on this bus route and when I'd, c- I'd go in the morning I'd just I'd like be driving by and I'd see like five or six people just outside this hole in the wall and then I'd drive back in the, um, on the bus you know five or six hours later same amount of people would walk by it and I'm like dude I, I have to check this out served three things and they were it was like a like this rib sandwich, uh, a pork shoulder sandwich, and um, and uh, like a chori band, which is like an Argentine hot dog, Argentine sausage sandwich, more, and that was it. And it was just like the like the the, the place was open for twenty three hours. So, like the coals were never never cold. Amazing. It was open three hundred sixty five days of the year. Like the the fat had made a like nice big crust on the. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm mm. such a creep. I'm actually mm. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm so embarrassed. No, I no that's alright, that's alright, that's alright. I'm, I'm there. I'm this, like this, I can feel I'm this like is where we're this is what we're encouraging. Bloody hell, maybe <laughs> <laughs> mm, is right but yeah I, I mean I totally get it and you know it's just when you think about it, not even places but also you know um, family mm. and the one thing that links us all is always a, a bit of grub do you know what I, mean? I know when I go home my dad's like right get the barbecue on and you know everything and anything's well, in the fridge oh, is thrown yeah. thrown on that barbecue and it's just really an excuse for us all to just sit around the table with the dogs and have a glass of wine and catch up you know it's like yeah, it's it's the one thing that's just bound us all together. It is. Through this hot mess. This hot mess. Well, no, there's none of that happening anymore at, at all. Um, but yeah, so then, you, how long did you spend in Argen- uh, uh, Argentina? I was there for the guts of six and a half years. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, it was a great place to spend the 20s. It's, it, was, it just got so complex. Um, like, I'll give you an example. Like, the first apartment I rented... Decent enough area, maybe akin to maybe like a Ranler or something. Yeah. Um, you know, lively bars, you know, like uh, near enough mm-hmm. the centre, like n- nice subway near it, um, parks and plazas and all around. Uh, I was living with two boys from Navan I met actually over there. You're we- joking me. You go to Argentina and you end up living with two lads from Navan. Yeah, like because no it was way. like the first like year I didn't like because I, I didn't I went over there I didn't know this, I didn't know any Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just because I was there and originally and I was there for like two months and after three days I said to myself, yeah, I need to figure out how to live here. Yeah. And then uh, got the phrase book <laughs> out, learned how to say uh, Coca-Cola and chips and get around in a taxi. <laughs> and then, yeah, I and, and the flight, I'd been off the flight like three hours. So the first bar I went, to, I ended up meeting this lad I kind of half knew and then looking for an apartment. He's like, oh, there's a spare room here. So it just kind of happened naturally. Amazing. But uh, I was paying like 
1,500 pesos at the time, and which is 2012, and now 1,500 pesos with the inflation would probably be like a two-course meal and a can of Coke. A month? A month. Or, yeah, so that was 1,500 pesos a month in 2012, and now 2020 we're at, yeah, it's a you're just kind of just like, what am I, how am I, where is this money going? And then the, the everything just changes. And then, I mean, it's kind of like there's an right. endearing part to it. Cause like, you, you know, you're, you're in that age where any, any, anything could happen at any given week, yeah. which is kind of attractive yeah. when you're just kind of like living it. But as I got a bit older, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of want to plot. I want to, yeah. want to work towards something now rather than just being surrounded by constant chaos. Did you feel that you wanted to be kind of closer to home, closer to family? That's the thing as well. It's mm-hmm. just like, it got, it got, it just got, kept getting further and further away um, you know when you're, you're like, our winters there summer so you're, just, you're kind of constantly you're yeah. living different experiences mm-hmm. and uh, you know you're not, you're not surrounded by too many familiar faces I mean I have some of the best friends I have in the world I met down there but uh, you know when, the, when that kind of you, you don't have that security of mm. you have it's fine in your 30s but as you get a bit older you or in your 20s but as you get a bit older I think you need to yeah. you need to figure that stuff out like where it feels like home for you now um, what part of the world? Definitely, def- I, I, I moved back in home for the pandemic. I'm dun, still dun, there. Dun. Oh, dude, it's great. I do love it. I do love it. But uh, <laughs> is there loads of people at home? Or no, it's like... just myself, my dad, and uh, his partner. Um, so it's just three. That's not the... so bad. No, That's no, okay, no, no. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. It could be had a lot worse. But you know, you know, when, when you take. Yourself... Are you an only child? I'm an only child. You spoiled brat. (laughs) Would you be a spoiled only child? Yeah, probably. But like, I know there was there was never too much I wanted. Yeah. So I was I was was never I was never like definitely definitely looked after. But I was never I was never. uh, (laughs) I don't think I was ever. I never demanded. Like I didn't like sweet things, or I didn't I didn't want the the next iPhone. I wasn't that kind of kid. Yeah. I was just I was happy enough just kind of playing in the back garden. If give me an axe or something, or so light light a fire. Very good axe throwing. I support that. Get him young. (laughs) (laughs) You never know when the Vikings could come back. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. But um, did you end up uh, becoming fluent in Spanish? Yeah, my Spanish is um. Okay, I'm going to test you. You know I am. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, yeah, because there was a stage where, like, there was a stage for a good year, maybe about three or four years into living there, where I was, I wasn't speaking that much English, and I noticed how my, my English accent changed. Yeah. Because you're around people that wouldn't pick it up, mm. or then you kind of have to be more neutral, and then you'd actually end up kind of like, how did I say that again? And then you're just kind of in this environment where you kind of lose yourself a bit. Or do you speak Spanish? Hablé mi poca español. What? ¿Qué dijiste? I know one line. Yeah. I think I, I think I remember the line. It's hablé mi poca español. Habla, háblame. Háblame. Sí, señor. Gracias. Sí, señor. Vale. No, go on, go on. Say something in Spanish. Uh, Say something, go on. Sí, señor. Sí, señor. Bienvenido a todos. I, I like that. I like that. Oh, we started doing that. That's what right, but the, the account for Nico Duray was. We uh, we started doing like the Spanish and like a, hola, señor. And like, yeah, like a dumb accent. It was People were actually like, where the, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But because there is a, there is like, you know, a theory that if you go to, spend enough time in a country, you'll learn the language without actually having to. I, I went to... straight into a job. I went to really? straight into a job that was, um, that was only Spanish and I didn't have any. Uh, 
like I was fortunate. I was like I was in a I was working in a bar. It was like a high end cocktail bar, and a friend of mine, his father, on the bar. And I was like, mm. "Listen, I need to I need to just get on the payroll as quick as I can. I um need to learn my Spanish." And I was just kind of well, in you go. And uh, yeah. there was like six months of like. Uh, 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 just like that other I, I mean we, we we do definitely have a luxury in in the English speaking world mm. of the uh, the rest of the world understanding a little bit yes. of uh, so it's funny being on the other side of that someone's mm. looking how don't you understand what I'm saying like oh, I'm new <laughs> it's my I'm first day it's my first day I'm sorry <laughs> so yeah it's, it was it was great to get that kind of um yeah, that that they get that kind of experience because mm. uh, stuff like that kind of humbles you. You're uh... yeah. What was your biggest takeaway from that time in Argentina? Uh, how much I can actually live with nothing? Like, because um, I went over there with twenty three kilos and came back with fourteen. In your suitcase. In the suitcase, yeah. No way. Um, but it was that. In that, there was a, like, in, in, to unpack that suitcase, uh, there was a lot of, that was like a lot of relationships I had and a mm. lot of the, um, that kind of feeling of transience never left me. Of mm. I could actually pack up and leave at any moment. Yeah. Uh, which isn't healthy. Because it, it's always going to be there. It's always going to mm. be a lot, little, that little nugget that's going to have to be addressed of like, what's going on? Are you here or are you not? And I was like, mm. no, I'm definitely here. But then something could happen and you're not. Um, Where do you think that comes from? For me? Yeah, for you. Um, well, over there, it was definitely that. It was just the the fact that, like, I kind of went over there not really having a defined plan mm-hmm. of this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to be. I was just kind of seeing seeing what happened. I, I, I know, don't get me wrong, got into myself and some great opportunities and experiences. But... Uh, you know, it was home was always there if mm-hmm. the if the proverbial hit the fan. Um, but I think digging down into that, it's you know because I, I did have a split family. Um, mm-hmm. One of my grandparents was born in Ireland. My father spent a lot of time outside of Ireland. My mother uh, outside of Ireland a lot. So, uh, and then my father's side of family, they're ge- they were a generation always older than me, mm-hmm. or. Like, because my dad, my granddad had my father when he was like in his late 50s. You're kidding. Mid 50s, I think. Wow. So there was that kind of generation my family was like, yeah, it's funny. Do you know when you, you kind of just have that person in your life that's always just kind of being the same age? Yes. Do you know that? that, that everybody's yeah. got that person that's yeah. just like, like, that person's just always been 70. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I kind of grew up a lot around, uh, like, put it bluntly, a lot of death. Yeah. Um, wow. So I it kind of, I just suppose it, I don't want to say tarnish, because that's kind of, that's a wrecked word, but it, uh, I don't know, altered my perspective on that kind of, how long you're, how long you're so here for. so interesting. How long you're here for, um, which isn't always a great thing, because I think, uh, it kind of definitely tweaked with my empathy towards certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I not I do consider myself an empathetic person, but I, I definitely just have a life goes on kind of attitude. That's uh, very interesting. Um, I, I, it's not even a refusal because it, it's not even there. I get, things get me down like that because mm-hmm. you have the emotion, then you you go through it, and I'm we're still here. Mm-hmm. 
Did it kind of give, give you a sort of resilience almost? Uh, yeah, but it's hard to tell whether that resilience came from from that. Um, I mean, it's, it's your life experience, I guess. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it most most definitely does. Because um, it's funny, death is an interesting one because it really does. It affects everyone so differently, for sure. and and the more I sort of learn or study grief and just our sort of like the mechanics of our brains and different things and and how our emotions are affected with everything that happens with life you know it's it's really no one person has the same reaction to anything in life and it's all built on their you know environment and how we were raised or what we're around or our belief systems this is it and it's 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 that thing can like again it's a two-sided double-edged sword that that can be useful or it can be completely Mm -hmm. detrimental to how you want to perceive the world yeah so you want to perceive the world with that kind of you know there's the the mantra of like that kind of it's almost nihilistic of Mm -hmm. what's the point what's the point why are we doing where are we going everything is going to perish and die anyway look at that flower it's going to be it's not going to be here in three minutes it's nice now but it's going to die soon yeah yeah. I mean like (laughs) I mean as 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 um, nihilistic it is it there's a certain degree of truth to it but again mm-hmm. how, how how do you want to look at that it's like yes uh, I don't want to I don't want to use the tropes of carpe diem or anything but uh, <laughs> I just did you'd be welcome <laughs> you'd be welcome to on this podcast but look listen I'm sitting here I've just eaten a nice kebab and I'm sitting on some honeydew Dublin or whiskey cheers let's drink to that I'll <laughs> yeah, have another yeah, sip yeah. although it kind of went to my head oh yeah cheers sorry how rude of me Cheers. Get the clink. You should come in every week. Well, sure, that's the end of lockdown. I only, I only got that. that Actually, only, delicious. I only that kind of reason resonated with me yes or yesterday when I saw like first of December. I was like, oh man. Is that when it's over? Yeah. So it kicks in tonight, midnight first until the first of December. December. Well. Here we are. Here we are. This is it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when someone says, "Where were you? Where were you the the day of the second lockdown?" I, was like, I remember it well. I was drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. honeycomb whiskey with Nico yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the, the studio the, with Shane. Throw in a jacuzzi. Yeah. Throw in just like, <laughs> uh, some glitter, some balls. Yeah. You know. Oh, there'll be arms and legs uh, added onto it. Absolutely. But um, let's go back to this brain and your childhood. Okay. I find it very interesting. If that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Because I, it just. I just am so fascinated by how people end up who they are uh-huh. and what has happened to them in their lives to take them on that course. Not necessarily what has happened to them in like a bad yeah. way, what, but... What, what happened to you? What do they do to you? What do they do to you? <laughs> but like, how how does one person end a certain way and how does another? I just find it really, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So in terms of like when you look at your own life and sort of saying like growing up and that sort of having death around you and having this... I mean, it wasn't around me, but it was definitely... I suppose it was when I lost my mother. Like, how old that, were you when your mum died? I was 10. That's very young. Yeah, it, but it was it, it was just a... It was a brain hemorrhage. So it was, she went wow. out the door. Uh, last words I heard, remember her, her say was, um, as long as there's petrol in the car, I don't care. She's kind of having a conversation with my dad. And... Uh, I mean, it was an innocuous conversation, but uh, mm. that 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 stuck with me. As long as there's petrol in the car, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just get the phone call about four o'clock, and then uh, I was in school, and yeah, that was that was the end. Gosh. Well, not the end, but because I like I don't I don't like I I don't visit her grave or anything. Um, Is there a reason? I she's not there. Yeah. She's not. That's that's not where she is. Um, She's there. She's in the music I listen to. She's in the the dances I do. She's in you know the 
the, the, so, so like I've got her lips I think uh, that's where she is she's not buried in the ground like we we are a part of the you know the Abrahamic religions that I mean all, all societies have done it with the the tombs and we respect the dead in that way but I just never felt it mm. uh, I never felt that um, that going there would satisfy me now don't get me wrong I have been there last time I was there was last year and then and I went with my grandmother and my uncle and my father and that was pretty emotional it was, it was nice to get a good cry out you know yeah I mean, sometimes you need it right yeah 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 I'm, I cry at weddings do you yeah why I had, there's something about the just the collective emotion that gets me and it's just the the, the, the whole magic of the moment it's that one pinnacle you know yeah uh Everybody looks so pretty, and there's such an effort. Yeah, yeah. There's like roses, and then just like sunset. Ah, I mean, it's just a gorgeous scenario <laughs> to be in. Like, um, but yeah, with 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 the like the debt because father side, and then my father's side of my family was like because they were the older generation. Like the only time I'd really see people was mm. at funerals. Yeah. Um, my aunties and my uncles, and yeah. then. And it's funny the. The older you get, that kind of is the natural. That's this, kind of what happens. This is it, isn't it? The, like you the, just see these people at funerals, and you know, and then you have you spend half the funeral being like, "I know, I'm definitely going to catch you. I, I, I promise, I'll be in touch more often." And it's just like this guilt of, "I know, I'm not going to." Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it we'll is. go for a coffee. Yeah, yeah I've started making a concerted effort with that kind of stuff, like just to, you know, with think, people. When I think of someone, just send them a message. This is a very, very good. This is a very good, good way to live. Yeah. I will be, I will be of that very same thinking. Yeah. And so I, it's funny when uh, people um, are on the other end of it. Some people that know me very well will be like, okay, that's just the idea. She. Sometimes I'll just tell people, just want to let you know I love you. You know, it's just that like when you when when you see someone you, or when you, when you have a feeling, mm. you should express it. For sure, for sure. So what for you? What is it? What what was the reasoning where, you know, why would you be that ex? expressive to the best to reach out people yeah 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 like there was one of the, something I've been started doing over the last uh, maybe like month or so um, just as an example like I uh, I went but went on a dating app there for the first time in a couple of years how exciting uh, not really I don't know it's, it's a very interesting time to be dating because it's just like Hey, well, do, you see, want, do, you, do you want to walk down the canal? <laughs> yeah, like, literally, do you, want, do you want to, like, go on a, have a Zoom quiz? Have you done that? What? Have you done that? Not a date, but I've done a Zoom quiz, yeah. Uh, do you know anyone that's done that? A Zoom date? A Zoom date. No. I'm so intrigued. I like, don't the, the, think anyone like, would tell you if they did. I'm so intrigued, like... It's such a it's such an interesting. I mean, level I don't of know. Human, I don't know if it will human be for communication me. like like because I I uh, not I uh, I do have a Fight Connect TV, which is like a combat sports platform, right? So during lockdown, I done a lot of. You have what? What is it? Uh, it's called Fight Connect TV. Fight Connect TV. This is this is only my side hustle here. <laughs> this is my girlfriend. My wife is Fight Connect TV. <laughs> oh yeah, mistress. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fine mistress. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a combat sports platform, and I interview fighters. Oh, sick. So during lockdown, obviously, because I usually do events on the weekends and I yeah, go to yeah. them and stuff, I couldn't do that. So I was doing live Instagram 
interviews. Okay. And that was bad enough. So yeah. I don't, and that's like with people watching live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I would be okay with them um, or if I would enjoy a Zoom date or like a FaceTime. I mean, it's like anything. Once you do it like for 10 minutes, you're kind of like, ah, the water's not that cold. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like maybe if you're having a couple, maybe if it was someone you had been on a couple uh, dates, yeah. like that's different. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued. It was like, how does it end? Or like, what do you... Do you both have dinner at the same time or? Do, do you say like, okay, now it's okay. Okay. So I, I'm here until 7.30 and then 7.30 oh, comes I've, I've got, and you're like, right, I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, this, that was the doorbell. I've got this thing. You know. Yeah. I've, sorry, I've got another Zoom thing. <laughs> li- lined go. up in your Google calendar. Sorry, I don't want to be like, I really like this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting time because I, how old you say you are? 32? I'm 32, yeah. I'm 36. So I can Jeez, remember. You don't look at it all. Thank you very much. No, no, for sure. Uh, that's all the that's all the fighting that I do. <laughs> Did you fight? Uh, well, not right now, but in the past. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I hope not. Yeah, I do jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. Oh, nice. But I compete in jiu-jitsu, but not in Muay Thai. Because with my job, it's you don't want to get punched in the face. And then yeah, and how's that camera. going at the moment with the... Jiu-jitsu is closed because obviously close contacts. I mean, you're hugging someone for yeah, a long period. sweating in their eyeball. <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very it. Uh, Muay Thai, still do Muay Thai because obviously we can just hit the bag and stuff like that. So yeah. you can train on your own. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, so really good. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, the Zoom. No, what were we saying there before? I'm just thinking about fighting people now. Gone. See you later. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them outside. And yeah. <laughs> shout at them from the window. Yeah. Um, oh, no, age. Mm. Dating and age. Mm. So I, where were we, who were we talking about this before? We talked about something dating on here. Oh, it was, uh, <coughs> we had a really good relationship coach on. The girl is called the relationship coach. She's fantastic. Okay. Right? So we brought her on to talk about it, but then she was like, you know, I was just asking her loads of questions and she was like, is this about you, Lydia? I was like, yes, it is. So she was like analyzing and different things. And then she was talking about like the, the dating app things freaks me out because what it was starting to happen is I would match with someone yeah. and then they would find my Instagram and they would DM me on Instagram or it would be someone who knew me from Fight Connect TV it's and be like, are you the girl who does all the, the fighter interviews? And I'd just be like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, invasive. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's a little bit like this is just. You just kind of want a little bit of an a distance from it. anonymity. Is that the right word? Anonymity. An- anonymity. What is it? Anonymity. Anonymity. Uh, what is it? Oh my god! An Anton humidity. <laughs> so what, what I remember when you know when a dating was like for me, you go to the pub, yeah, and you go to the bar yeah. and you ask for a pint of Guinness, uh-huh. and while you're at the bar, you're like paying for your points, and then you turn your head and there's someone sitting there having a point, yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh yeah. hey, what's the story? He's cute, yeah. and then you start chatting. For and sure. then it's like, you know, oh, where are you going later? Oh, I'm going to head over to whatever. Might see you there. Nice. And then you go back to the table, girls, we're going over there later on. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, so this is interesting because I was doing, like, on the dating, <laughs> I was on the dating scene and because, I mean, it's undeniable that our country's centered around uh, going to the pub and alcohol or, or, or social yes. situations anyway. Yeah. But uh, I was on the dating scene down in Latin America and it's a whole other ball game that I had to, like, yeah, what do you mean you don't go to the book? you don't go out for drinks kind of thing and they're like what do you mean you have for drinks when you're da- what they're like no it's it just kind of culture and like because it, 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 it's very very much like the uh, I mean western culture is obviously invasive everywhere yes. um, there's shades and degrees of it but I mean the latin culture is like oh let's go like let's go to a let's go dancing and you're like on a first date 
I went to, like, I remember I went on this date with this girl and we were dating for a while and uh, she was a tango dancer. And I was just like, just that. like it said in the brochure. This yeah, is, this exactly. Is, this is, this is, this is, I was like, oh my God, I'm go Did you meet anybody go tango? Why, actually, yes, I did. So we used to go dance in tango. And I remember I walked in and I was like, oh, everybody knows how to dance. Tango here, man. This is gonna be, it's gonna be interesting because it's a, it's completely other rhythm. Like, for example, do you know when you somebody puts on a jig or a reel, like everybody in the nation's gonna know how, to yeah. sta- how when to stamp their feet and when to clap and when to shout. I mean, those rhythms go around the world, so you're kind of introduced to this new rhythm, and it was the tango. And uh, I mean, the, the, the dance teacher was like, "What are you at? Like, you, you moron! Like, just listen to the music." I was like, "Ah," but yeah, you go dancing and then. Uh, you know things like that and uh you know not everything was ever centered around alcohol so you kind of amazing so you you would go you would dance on a first date with someone without drinking yeah i had a girlfriend there from she was from uh, venezuela and she was loved her salsa so oh we're doing it wrong yeah we're doing it wrong you walk into a club it's four and it's four in the morning you know you've got tacos and margaritas in your belly and then let's get on the dance floor girl and start spinning around you know what i mean that is yes that's amazing there might be something in that you might have to bring a little tango salsa flavor to dublin i'm sure there is little things no i i'm in no way qualified to teach but i was gonna ask can you dance i can dance i can dance I can up you guess there's enough space for it <laughs> oh, so good! But yeah, it's 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 a minefield. Yeah, I mm. mean, I mean, the, with the dating, it's just like there has there. I don't know if there's been a generation before that has just had so much to care about, mm. and that's the kind of part that gets overwhelming. There's just it's exhausting. There's Do you think so, that social media is to blame as to why people no, are on? Social media is a tool. We can't go around run around blaming things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it a tool that is maybe having a negative effect? on we'll say the relationships in terms of you know there's such a new interjection now of different things with social media whether that is like it's easy to ghost people yes yeah so that's that's what something i've been doing over like with the, ghosting uh, people yeah yeah but... I'm mad for it <laughs> no like, to, to, to be like to be like i have ghosted but i, I started <laughs> messaging people over the like the last like six years i was like listen uh like what are you doing now? Oh, i'd love that i love this type of thing like, like for example, there was this girl I had, we had met. Oh, I'm not gonna name her. Don't, yeah, don't name her in case I get sued like, or something. Yeah, here. I, I had met her on um, one of the dating apps. I was on, I, was, I think I was on about two weeks, and I said, actually, no, this isn't for me. We like moved to WhatsApp, and then nothing ever happened. But I said, hey, I hope you're well. Just wanted to drop you a text instead of leaving you hanging. I know how these apps can be sometimes. Doesn't mean you can't get an answer. Uh, I went on a date with someone and we'd been chat or I'd been chatting to before we kept talking and see each other. Uh, I hope you're well. That's a really nice message. It was just to, just just to, just to, you know. So wanna... this is you texting t- texting this girl that you sort of ghosted. Well, it was yeah, it was like before the kind of ghosting happened. Like we we didn't text for like a week okay. or two, and then yeah. uh, and then and then I started I started doing things like that, and then. Did she write back? She did write back. She said, "Yeah, thank you very much for the message." That's a really nice message. Yeah, yeah well done. Um, I haven't been as mature in my dating. Yeah, past. no, like, like, nor, nor have I. But like, there's definitely, I've definitely, run, like, you're, you're always going to be the, 
You're not going to be the hero in everyone's story. You're like. not. No, I have to say, these days I'm a, little, I'm a lot more mature. I mm. definitely have a lot more respect for people's emotions. But when I started dating originally, like when my, my ex, me and my ex-boyfriend broke up, this is at a time where like my life was changing considerably. Uh-huh. I was starting jiu-jitsu, so it was a lot many years ago. But I went on like Tinder or something and um, I'd matched with some guy. God, I hope he never listens to this. But I'd matched with this guy from America who'd done jiu-jitsu, right? So I was like, this is, this is it. A, a guy who does jiu-jitsu in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. What's my we're ring gonna size? Get ma- we're yeah. going to get married. What is my ring this size? Is <laughs> and so we went and literally I talk a lot and I probably have like narcissistic traits because I love telling a story yeah, about yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like, holy mother of God, how do I get out of this? I cannot listen to this guy talking anymore. He was just... Didn't give it back? He just... It was literally like I was his therapist and he was just talking and talking and talking. So anyway, he's talking and we're sitting in like the outdoor kind of like... Uh, a seating area and he was talking and whatever there was like these girls having all the fun right behind us and whatever happened my eyes moved and I was just like kind of looking at the girls having all this fun and I was probably thinking Jesus I wish I was out with all the girls and he said he clicked his fingers and said sorry could you keep your eyes on me when I'm telling a story he did what he clicked his fingers Nico he clicked his fingers at me no that's 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 enough and said can you keep your eyes on me when I'm telling the story so I the audacity shook shook at this so I was still shook and he like my drink had finished right so he was like oh it's my round I was like oh god yeah, okay and he was like what we have you didn't, so we said you did, did, you did, did oh, no you, no you did. He, no listen <laughs> I'm so enthralled <laughs> he went to the bar so when he was at the bar I just grabbed my bag and I was like fuck this I'm out of here I couldn't even do it so I'd done a burner and I got to the front exit and I just looked at the security guard and I just went that guy wonders where I'm going oh, you didn't see me and he just started breaking his shit laughing and I just ran yeah. and I got on the dart and I remember being in the dart station I hid behind a, a pillar in the dart station like I was so freaked that he also was going to get the dart just and like you robbed all the money <laughs> literally worst experience of my life and from that day I was like I'll never do it I, no, never. I'm, too, I'm too much of a coward to try anything like that I just kind of, I'd probably just sit there and grit my teeth until it was oh, over. Oh, it was so bad. And I, I, will, I would like to think that I would be very... How, how, okay, I need, to, I need to know the scenario. Um, how many drinks have you had? You had? Oh, I had one drink. That was the first drink? First drink, Damn, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. And he whips out, he clicked his fingers and whipped out that? Lads, it gets worse. I blocked him on everything, okay? Like WhatsApp, like Instagram, everything blocked. And... Um, I don't know how it came out. It was literally about nine months later and I got a message on, no, I had blocked him on like, what's that old app that we used to use? Viber. Is it the message? Viber. And I got on WhatsApp and he messaged me then about nine months ago going like, Hey, so, um, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, we were out for drinks and you totally like left and I was after buying you a drink. And I just want to tell you that I think you were really fucking rude. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even reply to it. I was actually so embarrassed. Yo, he was right. He was right. Like I was, ah, it was a really shit thing to do. But like, it made a great story. So yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let the swings and rounds about. Yeah, this is it. That is gas. So yeah, now you, you tell the horrible dating stories. Uh, horrible dating stories. What's your worst one? My worst date. Yeah. Um. Oh. I don't know if it's my worst one, but it's probably running somewhere in the middle. Uh, oh, he was, it was this girl. Yeah, we, we met at a bar. We kind of clicked. Um, she was from she was from the US, and 
we got on a few dates and then uh, she sent me a message like, um, let's come over, let's cook some dinner. Uh, I was literally about to ask if anyone been brave enough to cook for you. Tell me she cooked. Did she, she cooked, cook she cooked. Yeah, yeah, she cooked. She, what did she make? She had some like mango salsa and salmon dish. It was dope. But uh, on my way over there, I'm like about three or four blocks away from her house, and uh, you know, this is the tonight is the night kind of kind of kind of kind of energy. Tonight is night kind of energy. The sun was shining. I had my struts on. The, the wind was going through the willows. It was all happening like the, the bluebirds on your shoulder. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm about like three or four blocks away from uh, the destination or from from her house. I got some nice clothes on and uh, I, uh, yeah, the nice aftershave and everything else. And uh, there's this, um, it's quite popular in the the uh, homeless in Argentina. They uh, put like, they get their they get their carts and they go around and pick up a lot of cardboard, like cartoneros, mm. like the, the cardboarders translation. But uh, he was a little kid, about 12 years old, and he's trying to get it on his cart. And he's like, Senor, Senor, can you, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. And so I walk over, the two of us are like pushing this. Like, it was like, fuck, this is, this is hell. It looked a lot lighter on the other side of the road. So we're pushing it up onto his cart. And then like, and he's like, oh, thank you. And I look down and I'm just like, like from my shoulders down to my quads. I'm just covered <laughs> in this like gunk. And like, I couldn't go home. So I just like knocked on her door, stinking a bin juice, and just like wrecked her car, <laughs> wrecked her car, wrecked. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know how. I don't know how she put up with it. What she did. Me, I thought you were gonna say she couldn't cook, so I left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this? Make it again. How dare you yeah, make yeah. it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you enjoy getting having uh, being cooked for? Yeah, do, yeah, do yeah. You, do you prefer to be in control of the kitchen? So. My uh, my eating regime, yes, is is like for the first six maybe like six hours of my day, I have really really regimented, like everything I want to eat, uh, like I'm gonna read, um, because I have no idea what the from like what three o'clock onwards is gonna hold. Okay, so I like to like to indulge in both sides of my my psyche of that. Like very cool. What time, it, what time do you get up at? Um, so like my perfect, like at the moment I'm getting up at about, you know, half seven, eight. Okay. Uh, yes. But my, like my, like my, my perfect routine is, uh, you know, get up about seven, uh, cause I'm living down by the beach at the moment, just kind of just straight up, just bring my house keys, just walk down to the beach, watch the tide come in. Would we have a little swim at that time of the morning? Uh, I'm not Sandy man, so I'm not, I'll just kind of just watch, watch oh, it, watching the tide okay. come in, watch the sunrise, and okay. there's a little chin-up bar, I might do a little stretch. Uh, I don't bring any music, because, you know, I'll be surrounded by music for the whole day, so I'll just kind of have a nice little clear head. Very good. Drink loads of water, and then uh, I have the same thing every morning, sardines, or an oily fish, two fried eggs, and uh, again, some cornbread. Wow. And Is there any and reason an for this? I, I, the I, fish, the cornbread, like so what's... I myself and my grandmother, we practiced a lot of fasting. Um, mm-hmm. So I used to fast, and I found that meal was the one of the best introductions to food again, because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it had everything everything I needed was you know a little bit of fat, the the protein, and then I just I just I just ended up sticking with it. I'd fast for about thirty two thirty six hours. Uh, from wow. Sunday, Sunday to Monday, or Sunday to Tuesday morning. And your grandmother used to do that as well. She used to do it from on Monday till sundown, 
but wow. we 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 were both practicing and we both do you students so like we, we it's not like we were in great contact with each other but mm-hmm. uh i do it on one day and she do it on the same day so i knew we kind of had that level, level of connection to each other wow uh, what was her reason for doing it for was it for kind of health reasons or? She, yeah i like i I she would do it for the she's practicing Christian so she mm-hmm. do do through for the through through the spirituality of it and then like, you know I started reading it and it's like there's cultures around the world that have mm-hmm. been practicing it for a while and you know you kind of I started learning about what actually goes into your body and then um with the for the cooking for myself is like I could be in the restaurant for you know for 12 hours and actually eat absolutely nothing and then you kind of get into this cycle of you're surrounded by food you're just kind of constantly picking at it you end up not eating anything Mm -hmm. so i try to keep that part of my diet really really regimented um that i'm not it's a dangerous thing to go into a kitchen hungry and then I, yeah. I, I and, and then I like to I like to I like to experiment. So I like to you know just you have to taste. Yeah, well, I like to like one of my favorite things to do is just put on like an old fifties jazz record in my ear and then just wander through markets and just see what my brain can come up with and then just go mm. home and cook it. So I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen from after about three o'clock. It's uh, the way that is <laughs> is the right am I, the right title to give you a chef. I, don't I feel know. like I, I don't feel like that's so. a like, bit of a boring title. No, you seem I, a little I, bit more I don't, I don't, exotic I, than yeah. a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the woolly jumper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were, what what is your title? I don't know. Um, like creator? Like, yeah, because yeah, I'm just in an interesting position now because uh, what I was doing has changed into something else because yeah. I'm kind of slowly moving into the media side, which has been. Uh, which has been super fortunate. Um, yeah, the star of the new season of Living with Lucy. What is it now? Lounging with Lucy? Lodging. Lodging, Lodging with Lucy. No, that's Friday night. <laughs> my, 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 myself and Lucy. Man, she's the best. She's the best. It's so brilliant because obviously Living with Lucy, was she goes to the celebrity's house, mm. but now it's uh, the the guest house and yeah. you're like the chef that's yeah, there yeah, creating yeah. all the food for all these celebs that are coming in to live with Lucy. Yeah, it's been, it's been so interesting. As I was saying earlier, it's like, getting invited to a party where you know no one and then yeah you know, lucy's just uh she's got this incredible grace to her that you just kind of instantly feel comfortable around her mm-hmm. and then like uh there's, there's there's no real moment where it's like kind of stop start it's just so you're kind of straight into it and then yeah. um i hadn't been around that style of filming before i've been around filming but i've never been around that kind of fly in the wall cause mm-hmm. type of filming um, what kind of filming would you've done in the past? Well, like I'm t- if I'm talking directly to a camera about a recipe, like yeah. I'm comfortable. So would you have done a lot of like two camera? Like, do you do your own YouTube channel? Like, I, what kind of... I'm going to hold off for the YouTube channel for a while. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to do something like that, right? And yeah. uh, I'm just not in the position really to do it at the moment. Like, I want to. I say that to myself, but that's that, that stuff is definitely a commitment. Yeah. Uh, you want to be you want to be grinding at that stuff. You mm-hmm. need you you, you want to have a good video editor and like. I mean, I could try self-producer, but I mean, I want to, build, 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 have, I want to have a message first. Um, that's yes. that was my always always what I wanted to do with Lil Porty was um, when I set when I set out, I I, I wanted to go one I said want to go two ways and see if I could do them together. And one was doing the restaurant, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do like a, a line of spice rubs and uh, hot sauces. Um, and then I remember getting a review from Gillian Nellis. Uh, she was she was then at the Sunday Business Post, and it was the first review I got, and it was 
brilliant review. It was unbelievable. I was like, I'd been open for like three days. I get this review off this like highly respected journalist, and uh, I was chuffed. But in it, she had this line. She's like, "He's a charming host. He'd be good on TV, I reckon." And it kind of, you know, when something's like kind of brought inside the realm of reality, you didn't really think it, and you're like, "Huh?" I kind of, "Huh?" "Huh?" Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of just sat with me for a while, and then just kind of, it wasn't even like it was marinating or anything, but it was, mm-hmm. it was definitely there, and then all this stuff started happening and then I kind of got to get invited onto the live cooking on Ireland AM and then mm-hmm. um, do other bits and pieces for brands and things like that so kind of uh, just started happening so organically and then I just kind of say oh there might actually be something here because I never truly honestly believed mm-hmm. it myself um, but it's not it's, it seems like it's very natural to you you know, it doesn't look some sometimes, you know, people who are taken from one line of work and put uh, into sort of the, the spotlight or the media end, mm. they can sometimes it, it, it can show, you know, what I mean, mm. they can be like, this is not my comfort zone, you know, yeah. what I mean? but you're w- like watching you on TV. You look very natural when you do it. Yeah, well, that's the thing about TV. You can whatever the producers on the other well, side want to want to make it want to make it want to make it look like is um, <laughs> um, like if it's something like the, the 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 like the live segments on on TV. It's like you've got eight minutes to talk about something you like, and mm-hmm. you want to. I, I, I try to uh, have something to talk about um yeah. like it's, it's something that's always interested me about food and what is a message i try to get through a little porty is like for example do like you know 25 percent of jamaicans are um ethnically irish well this is something i did know right because <clears throat> i watched a documentary before on the um is it called i think it's called the black irish the black irish yeah and it's about all these irish Men and women who emigrated to Jamaica for weren't exactly emigrate. It wasn't exactly an emigration. Isn't that an emigration. What is it? <laughs> it was, it was, I don't know. Was, your man Cromwell emigrating people. To... Oh, was it? Yeah, well, yeah, right, okay. Hey, kids are going on an emigration. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Maybe I missed that bit. Boys, what it was fashion because it was all these like really cool black Jamaican men with, with Irish Cork. accents, with, uh, West Cork accents. It's the best. It's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant because it's it's uh it's that's the the islands called Montserrat, right? So it's the only other nation that has St Patrick's Day as its national holiday. You're kidding? I am not. No way. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, like in Jamaica, there's a Sligoville. Um, others, Kelly's or Rourke's or Riley's. Shut up. Yeah, it's a. It's a Have so, you been there for Paddy's Day? No. I wonder how they celebrate. I've seen that the the in Montserrat especially there everybody's got the the green frocks on and the, no way. Um, they're, they're, some of them still have red hair. Um, they're 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 very aware of their history of why they're there and who and who they are. Really? Um, they, yeah, it's like. I mean, it's unfortunate something like race can divide suffering mm. like that because at the end of it, nobody wanted to be there because it was the the Irish um, indentured servitude was the cheapest form, cheapest form of slave trade before the Africans wow. started getting picked up. Um, so, you know, there's it's an interesting that shared suffering of uh, people across the world. Yeah. Wow. Did you do a lot? Or did you, you did you learn a lot about? It? Did you do you naturally have a lot of interest? It's in it's that it area just in, it interests me and um, that that kind of stuff, especially with the with the food. Um, like, for example, you know, there must have been a twenty year period in our own history 
when the potato was first here, where people mm. were like, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. What is, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is this thing? <laughs> like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's from Peru. Uh, um, what was I, it's it, a potato from Peru. Yeah. yeah. I know. I like, like, so much the, the, I don't the, know. Like the, the, the first recorded planting is like 1598, which is no not that long way. ago for it to be in the lexicon of, oh, Irish people. Oh, yeah, potatoes. Wow. And, now it's, and now it's the most Irish thing you can possibly conjure. That's so very interesting. My whole thing with the food is is like, yes, we are at this kind of moment now, and it's kind of being so exacerbated now with uh, everything that's going on in world politics that you know in a hundred years that it's going to be. I mean, these Turkish lads downstairs, we're going to have. Are we going to have like a, a Galway kebab? Yeah. You know, are these cultures going to start mixing, and then it's just like third, sec, third um, generation. It's. Mm. That's gonna. That's gonna be. Oh, but this has always been here, hasn't it? Yeah. Let's hope so. That's the yeah. beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's uh, the, the everything's a whisper of what came before. It's mm. the uh, that kind of just uh, eternal migration of people. Yeah. Like you're never. It's this 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 present that we're in right now has happened many many times before. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, kind of in the middle of a cycle. Do you feel? Um, <clears throat> is it important to you to? introduce um an irish audience to jamaican flavors to your heritage yeah absolutely because this is where i've been coming from my hand i look like i've some kind of blood disorder i've been i've been, uh, <laughs> I've, been I've been um chopping shaving cabbages as well as doing today <laughs> <laughs> and red cabbages my hands are blue and then i and then i moved on to the red onion so there's a nice tint of pink in there now. so what what are you what is um what are you preparing for so i'm doing a takeaway box this weekend so this is with little porty this is with little porty i haven't tasted little porty yet but i am going to okay i 100 percent will but yes. when i put it into my group chat because all the girls are always like who's on this week mm. and i said i have this guy called nico reynolds and he ha- and before i even got to say little porty to the girls like been there little porty oh my god nice place they're oh, like sick. real foodies uh, and they're nice. like that's delicious a- oh that's amazing nice yeah so they Tell were, them I said thank you. I will indeed. And they're they're they'd like to think of themselves as a, a tough crowd. Too, oh, already? Yes, 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 yes. So go ahead. You're preparing for a little yeah, takeaway so like, boxes. Like for, for example, a couple of the dishes, like the dish I did this week, was actually inspired by um, so it's called a Jamaican shepherd's pie. And uh, so I kind of started doing these dishes that look exactly like a dish that you're you're familiar with, but it's completely different. Yes. So the Jamaican shepherd's pie, but it's spiced with like the the cinnamon and allspice and Scotch bonnet, so it's got a bit of heat to it. Uh, and then we we've we're the, like the, the the lamb is actually smoking at the moment, so we're smoking for about eight hours and we shred it up, <sighs> pass it <laughs> pass it through with some jerk sauce, and then simmer it down again in a bit of Guinness. And then with the on, on the on the crust is like this potato is potato and sweet plantain, uh, with some parmesan. I've never tasted plantain, but it sounds amazing. Like if I'm ever committed of a heinous crime and I'm offered my last meal, it's just going to be plantain and salt. Really? Yeah. What is get what? Fr- fried plantain and salt. What is the what is the texture? What is the flavor? Ooh. Does not look tasty. That looks tasty, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh yeah, that looks really, really good. Look at the way it's like just so nicely browned. Like it's it's not burnt, Shane. No, no, it's no. browned. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Plantain texture and taste. Texture and taste. I uh, always see it when I walk past any of the African markets and stuff. So two things. Like my, I prefer green because green is kind of more. Um, 
you can you treat it more like you would like a potato. You could fry it. You could uh, okay. you could boil it, and just like that, fried with a little bit of salt is just ambrosia of the gods. Um, and then when it gets a bit when it gets a bit more mature, it has almost like a sweet potato kind of quality to it. Oh yeah, ah, uh, it is delicious. It's everything. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try this out. Yeah. Right. While when uh, we have a guest that comes on. We always put up on social media uh-huh. and we always say, well, you can ask a question. So I'm going to go into the question box and see what the, your adoring public would, uh, would like to ask you. Um, okay. So this is from <clears throat> Kieran Devadas mm. and he says, uh, massive Lil Porties fan. Oh, nice. Uh, delighted to see you on here. What is your, he says, what is your one in, favorite ingredient to use when cooking? Favorite ingredient, uh, pimento, uh, like allspice. Is, nope. uh, no, no, nope. it's nope. uh, <laughs> allspice. It kind of so they call it the when they allspice. All all oh no, allspice. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's called pimento, but pimento. when <clears throat> I think like during the like the British colonization during the trading, yeah. it kind of it smells like cinnamon. It smells like cloves. It smells like nutmeg. So they just call it allspice. Oh, amazing. What about um, a vegetable? Uh, plantain. Plantain? Yeah. A meat? Uh, Your favourite meat? Fish. Fish. Yeah. I'm just not a fish person. No? No. But like fish yeah, is such a varied word. It is. And like, I just like, don't, like, I just don't like, think I've, I've been to... served fish properly. Okay. That's what I think it is. And it's just put you off it forever? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. I got a really bad uh, salmon fillet once and it was really badly burnt and I ate the skin thinking it was the fish but it was the skin but it was really bad burnt and there was bones in it and it just put me off and you go I couldn't do it no I can see I can see yeah, the, it was, can, it was the stress can, you can I, see I, the stress I can that's see there. the angst I don't, I don't I just, bring it up but um, I've gotten very as I've aged um, I've gotten very um, good with food as in I I I'm able to try anything yeah. and enjoy anything Except for food. but cooking at home what about seafood Seafood, I mean, not great. Not like, not even I, like I just fried love... calamari with a little aioli. <clears throat> no, I love red meat. Uh-huh. I love red meat. Um... <laughs> that's, that's it, I love red meat. This is from um, Hayley Smith, and she has said... What is your go-to breakfast if you have guests over? If I have guests over? Yes. Um, yeah, bacon and eggs, really. Bacon and eggs. Mm-hmm. Now, somehow, I don't think your bacon and eggs <laughs> are the same as my bacon and eggs. Well, okay, let, let's break it down here. It depends what we're doing. Okay. Uh, so, we've 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 been out the night before. Okay, definitely bacon and eggs. Then. There's like four or five of us. We're all sitting around the table. We're all kind of hung over. The weather's not great outside. We're like, Nico, come on, cook us a bit of yeah, breakfast get, there. Get, get, go on. Get on that. And, and someone's, someone's picking the movie. We'll watch a movie afterwards. Oh, and, this sounds like a nice day. You know, tea, <laughs> pot, pots of tea going. <laughs> yes. And we're all sitting around. Oh, don't and, keep going. Don't stop. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so, What are we watching? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like. Usually, those situations are not a lot in the house, is there? Uh, maybe something like a nice little frittata. See, like I, I don't like my 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 as as as. Uh, as flavored as like the, my lunches and meals are, I, I try to keep my breakfast like quite simple. Yeah. Um, 
not for the the idea of fumbling around the kitchen, but you don't want that intensity when you're when you're just up. Yes. Uh, How are you serving your eggs? So this is the thing. Someone asked me that the other day. Actually, so if I serve them to myself, I do them fried, and if right. I serve them to other people, I scramble. Yeah. Okay. Do you add anything in for a scramble? Uh, no, so you, you just with a little bit of butter and coconut oil and Ooh. some uh, just salt and pepper. Very good. Can I get? Can I tell you my breakfast yeah. that I make everyone that are over? It's uh, <clears throat> courgette French toast. Talk to me. Yes. So it goes like this, Nico. <laughs> now, if I see this popping up in a Nico cookbook in the next five or ten years, okay. I'm coming for you. Uh, what if I said, what, 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 what if I give you a... <laughs> <laughs> give me a cut, no yeah, problem yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I want, if I see this yeah. on the menu in Little Porties next week... There's deals okay. to be done here. Go something like this. So... Uh, just start wrapping <laughs> <laughs> You get your eggs and you... <laughs> So, you get a courgette. Okay. You get... Um, a grater. Okay. And <laughs> is, that the, is that the sign for grater? This is the grater. Okay. Um, you put a little bit of butter on the pan. Sounds melt good. the butter. On which you so far. You grate the courgette, maybe uh-huh. just a quarter of a courgette into the pan. Mm. Fry it off a little bit while that's going. Yeah. You get four eggs, you beat them up. Okay. Beating them with cayenne pepper, Ooh. salt and pepper, mm. a little bit of garlic, mm. and some cinnamon. Oh, yeah. I know, Shane. It's a strange mix, but work with me. And then I get some protein powder because I'm all about that added protein. Okay. And we're going to get it in. I know you're probably like, you're just ruined it. No, I'm taking, I'm taking a deep breath. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've taken the protein powder back out. Um, but um, you whisk everything. Where's the protein powder going? In the it's eggs? the eggs. Okay. You're whisking it all. What right? flavor? Doesn't... So it, the, there's no flavor on the protein powder. Okay, okay, it's okay. not like I'm putting a bloody, like, you know, orange flavor. Yeah, or like no, no, no. Moroccan sunset. Or something. <laughs> no, it's, there's no flavor on it. It's literally just going to be um, extra protein and also um, a thickening agent for oh, my eggs. Okay, 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 girl, I got you. So then I will put in a little bit of chia seeds, Mills chia seeds, just because health. And then I would whisk everything. And then I get my bread. Uh, now, might break your heart here, but I use a gluten-free bread. That doesn't break okay? my heart Okay. So I am soaking the bread, my courgette. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at my hand movements. I to keep a straight face. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm soaking the bread. <laughs> and then I put the, uh, the bread on the pan, mm. on the board. So it goes onto the courgette. Okay. So then you put your added eggs, just pour it over the top, right? So then you're, you're flipping it uh-huh. and it's building, you know, soaking the egg is soaked into the bread. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, nice and thick now. It's browning off. When it's done, grab your plates. Yeah. Honey. 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 And then grate a Parmesan over the top. Wow. Et voila. The breakfast of champions. My ad. Wow. Okay. That's, is that not a fantastic breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. It just <laughs> yeah. I, I, what am I lacking? What am I missing? I, n- nothing. There's, I there's there's a lot there. Honey. 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 You know why, honey? I went to um, I went on a staycation okay. a year ago to Dingo, and Did they exist before COVID. Yeah, yeah, they did. They do when you work in media and you haven't got a bean to your name. <laughs> but we went, uh, we went to Dingo, and um, there was a little uh, pub, and at the back of it, there was this uh, really young family, and they had moved from like somewhere, somewhere else in the west of Ireland, um, to Dingo every summer. Mm. And the dad uh, has a little trailer, and he makes um, 
pizzas in this like oven clay thing. So it was delicious. But he he done uh, pepperoni pizza and he had, it drizzled with honey. And ever since then, I was like cheese, honey, bread. I'm Just... not against that combination. I've yeah, honey over the pepperoni pizza drizzled. Listen. Don't act I mean, I try, try, I try it. Yeah. Oh, you have to try it. You I try to, it. I wish yeah. I could remember the name of the pizza because it was absolutely delicious. It was really, really good. Okay. Anyway, less less about my pizza antics <laughs> and, and uh, <clears throat> more about you. Uh, so this is from Tia Murphy. And she has asked, um, do you read? And if so, what books do you recommend? Um, I do read. I'm currently reading the first sci-fi book I've ever read. Oh. Super interesting book. Uh, It was like, it won like the Nobel Literature, Nobel Peace Prize equivalent, the Chinese. It's just, I was translated from Chinese. Okay. It's this uh, interesting, such an interesting concept. It's about this like uh, advanced alien race that have sent a message to Earth and they've given Earth like 400 light years and they say, listen, we're coming we're going to wipe you out we're going to colonize earth so it's about the planet like forming over 400 years like all the different societies have together some people want to be uh, differently fractured into like let them come let them destroy us we need to be wiped out so you know we must fight back so it's just a kind of it, it's i mean it's kind of an allegory for what's going on at the earth at the moment with wow. with everything so it's like 400 years of earth just forming uh forming a civilization around this problem it's called the three-body problem so wow it's a, but I, it was the first book I ever read. Like I, I love something that has always fascinated me about war. Yeah. Um, it is like the 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 eternal theater of suffering of human mankind, but mm-hmm. we continue to trudge through it. So uh, I like reading first-hand war accounts. Um, I like. I think that I got, got that from a young age. I got it from my father. He was always he loved. Um, the, the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and I, I have a fascination with World War One uh, and the Napoleonic era wars, and then evil war, and just how fellow man can do that to each other and yes. uh, continue to do it. Yes, uh, there's there, there's always just something fascinating because I I just and for what? Uh, well, for me, it's always the side of just uh, extraordinary pe- or extraordinary circumstances, ordinary people in ex- extraordinary circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's like what do you do when the Nazis come knocking on your door? You just mm-hmm. go, like, it, it, this is a, the question kind of just like, I have no idea what I just, what I take up a gun, what I take up an arms. It's like, yeah. it's, it's it's easy for these things to say until. Fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I read a lot of those, those kind of books. Um, I've, I love philosophy. Um, like different types. I, uh, I, Flirting around with stoicism for about two years, and mm-hmm. then I kind of, kind of, not grew out of it. But then it was, uh, it kind of gets a bit wooden. Yeah. Uh, that it's just you kind of hear shit. There's, that's why I think it's kind of more attractive to men, mm-hmm. to to males. That it's there's, it's there's a, I mean it's it's definitely useful. Yeah, it uh, is very male driven though. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. That, like, that whole, it, it, the new what, age of kind of stoicism is very. Yeah, I, I, is it a new age though? Really, it's been a, like well, with this kind of like resurgence where it's sort of like. Well, this well, this is it. Well, like it it, it um it come like stoicism comes out of like the Hellenic times when they were having a different leader every year and the tribe would mm. come and take away your family and then an earthquake could just knock you down and it was hard to. You no, know, yeah. that that's the that's the time when it's useful when everything's yeah. kind of crumbling around you. Yeah. 
uh, that you can just you can control exactly you can kind of control what you think um, so that's probably what the resurgence is just, yeah. it's it's hard not to have that feeling at the moment that Absolutely. that civilization is just crumbling around you I'm I'm with you there <laughs> okay final question then we'll let you leave because you've been very gracious with your time um, this is from where are we um, Linda Davenport and she has said I am loving watching you on Living with Lucy Lounging with Lucy Lodging, Lodging with Lucy God um, <laughs> who has been your favourite guest so far in doing the show um, obviously there's episodes that we haven't seen yet isn't there yeah so every, every, it, was, it was all so different can we just point out what Shane said yeah that's, that, 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 that's, big fan that, big fan that, yeah, that, that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> that's so, it was absolutely Ian Dempsey yeah. like, he said it already <laughs> no but it's been so funny um, it's, it's, it's all been so di- different and varied everyone's had yeah. different life experiences but for me personally with the, the Paul McGrath one was an that's extra the one I watched yeah it's an, it was an extra special one for me um, yeah I mean, if you if you told me like asked me like two years ago, who'd you like to cook for? I would have said Paul McGrath. Would have been really? a, would have been at the table. Absolutely, because I remember like I said to it on the on to, on the show, and there's a few things that I said that uh, kind of you know you're chatting backstage and backstage, um, but you know you, you grew up in Ireland, and you know there wasn't a lot of people of my hue yeah. in uh, growing up in Ireland at the time, and you see someone putting down in the Irish jersey and going out and not only not only do, putting on the jersey but doing everything in his power to make that jersey stand out and mm. get, bring us to the World Cup and back um, I always kind of had that resonance with him that mm. um, you know had the Paul McGrath jerseys and everything like like everyone did but there was that kind of extra you know you're in a crowd of 45,000 people and you're all singing the same song but there's just that slight little disconnect and mm. you, you kind of see Paul McGrath coming on the pitch and Remember, I said to him on the day, it was, um, I was like, listen, yeah, as, as we, were, we just said there about half an hour ago, that uh, what Ireland is going to be in maybe 50, 60 years, and people are going to look back on people like you and uh, and Phil Lynott and, um, and and say, like, you know, this is this is where kind of where it's not, yeah, I suppose where it started, but mm. people are going to have something to look back on. And... Um, yeah, no, it's one of the things that, no, my face is, but the face doesn't match the Freedom Fighters, the Pierces or the Wolf Tones and everything else, but, yeah. um, and, and I, it's just, I think, kind of, you you feel included, you know, and he's mm. always kind of made me feel that. Hey, that's so lovely to hear you say that, because, obviously, I can't relate to that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just such a, that's 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 why sport is so important, or that's why diversity mm. in sport and entertainment is so important because we get to our children, our our youth get to 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 look at TV and and see themselves, or to um, see see something that resonates with them that allows them to then go on to to achieve or to believe that they can achieve anything in their life. For sure. Mm. So it's well. Thank you so much for no, coming in. That was a good chat. I really appreciate it. Did yeah. you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I was just like, geez, I haven't sat down in a while and I just had a chat with someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was standing was, over we kind of covered there. a lot of ground there. Got a lot done. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming no, in. No, I appreciate the, the call. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
That is it. Episode's a big one. Episode 50. Yeah, well, Shane was meant to bring them, but he, he's so sick. Well, we do have a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, it was really good as I well. I suppose that'll do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nearly half gone there. Um, but thank you so much for joining us for the 50th episode of The First Exchange. Oh, my pleasure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.